As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There's some people who are hyper-committed to their relationship. Hello and welcome slash welcome back to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Gafugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is centered on having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. Each episode, I'll be inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast is not here to provide you with the answers, but perspective. It aims to make you laugh, think, and hopefully spark conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this episode, I am joined by my friend and veteran guest, Tatenda, who you will remember from the Prince Charming or Trash discussion in episode two, and his return in episode three on manhood, toxic masculinity, and black boy joy. In this surprisingly spontaneous episode, we discuss relationships in their various forms. We talk about your friend's mad partners, male friendships, communication, and ask whether love is the problem. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, welcome back to another episode. I am joined with, can I say a veteran guest? Because you were in episode, what, two and three of this podcast? And now we are, like, into the 20s. Wow. Yeah. I feel honored. I feel yeah. Honored. yeah. Wow. I'm an OG. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, you're okay. an OG. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. OG. But oh, yeah, man. we are back with another episode featuring our veteran OG guest interview. And that is Tatenda. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing well thank you thank you for having me thank you for having i was i was you know what's so mad like whenever i watch any or listen watch and listen depending on where where i'm at and what i'm doing Mm -hmm. listen to any podcast yours or anyone else's i'm always like i wish i was in the room to have my own say about this particular thing (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like if i kept on requesting to be on your podcast i'd be there i'd basically be the co-host um i'd probably need my own segment to tell this take or something like that i literally would have so many co-hosts by this point now because do you know how many people have said that to me <laughs> you need to do a panel that's what you need to do you need to do a literally panel oh don't worry about it it's coming Rotation. soon yeah, yeah, don't yeah. worry there. about it don't worry about it the Let panel the discussions they will be coming soon this year don't worry about it 
don't don't worry about audio it. Platform I, and you're going to be there. And you're going to be there. Sarah, I just let me know. I can write you my intro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to do that. I'll write my own bio. Okay. 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 <laughs> let me know I'm there. I'm, I'm a panel. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> but it's good to be back. And yeah, I'm doing well. It's Friday. The time oh gosh i'm just giving out dates and times and what whatnot but yeah um yeah no i'm i'm in a good mood i'm in a good mood i'm speaking to my friends so i'm in a good mood yeah yeah oh i feel the same i feel the same i feel like because it's actually been a while since we've actually like seen each other i mean this is over zoom but still like seeing you i was like oh my god it's my friend i haven't seen my friend in so long literally i feel like we're so used to like being so distant and like it's nice to reconnect and mm. do all of that as well it's really nice but yeah yeah do more of that yes yeah, i need to do Definitely. more of that. <laughs> yeah yeah but to be honest in our, both of our defenses we have been so so busy with life life has really been lifing life transitions and life changes are like one of the maddest times of your life because you're like busy leave you're like in the habit of leaving new things for the old uh, like uh, leaving old things for the new things mm. and then you have to like kind of somehow figure out the constants which is like your north stars your friends your family mm. and like somehow they get lost in the transition period mm. and like i feel like it's interesting because i feel like you had one where like we kind of lost contact when you went to uni and like when you went abroad more so i think mm. and i feel like sometimes like you kind of like in the transition from like it's almost like osmosis from one place to another like sometimes people don't get to come with you on that stage mm. and then others like when you come back or when you're like I don't know like I feel like transitions as you get older is really really interesting mm. how like your friends survive in that it's like the hunger games for friendships yeah life transitions. I think it's one of those things where like you have to continuously like take stock mm. of like what is important to you because like as you continue to grow up and like um this whole adulthood thing um that we are experiencing and going through your like life just throws at you more responsibilities it's like oh your career oh money oh now a relationship oh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> this this new friend or this new yeah, activity yeah. or this new hobby and stuff like that and as you are literally juggling all these different things you then have to take stock of like everything that you had and not drop the ball sometimes you're gonna have to drop the ball because it's necessary for yourself but you have to make sure that like you still carry your friends with you and those important people with you or at least communicate because as you said sometimes you're not supposed to go through certain seasons with certain friends yeah you can't be there for them at all times or sometimes it's just like the distance is not necessarily a hey we are not friends anymore it's just a life it really be lifing right now <laughs> it'll really be like yeah yeah it's interesting i never thought of communicating to like my friends broadly like hey i'm going through a really weird life transition you may not be the person i call all the time to talk to you about the transition mm. i love you just don't get mad at me when i don't mm. speak for like two months you know what I mean? yeah that's really really interesting i feel like there's a few friends that i could have given a notice or two to the yeah. life transitions going on but yeah honestly i think one of my friends in particular is really good at this she will always be like especially i think it's because we have distance um i'm just gonna say her name anyway um esther she and I think it's easy for for me to say that or for us to say that just because she's in Scotland I'm in Coventry but she is really good at communicating with me and being like hey 
life has just been really hectic right now. I'm sorry I haven't been messaging you as much. Mm. And but I think in your early 20s, that's really something that like you journey with is just kind of like getting to grips with like, oh, so like my friends don't need me all the time anymore or like I'm not their first point of call anymore. Like they don't need me as much. They're not leaning on me as much as as they were before. And that kind of like jealousy of seeing sometimes two of your other friends become closer together and not with you and just kind of like being okay with that. Like what's that show called? It's on BBC iPlayer. I think it's called like Everything I Know About Love. I've seen that. I don't know. I was like, is it worth me watching? I wasn't too sure. Personally, I think it really like dives into like friendships and that transition of like my friend is now, for example, in the show, it's like my friend is my longtime friend is going is in a relationship and doesn't need me as much. So that's kind of like one of the areas where it's like, how do I navigate this? How do I transition with this? It's interesting that you say that because I it's funny because like I have a group of friends and actually it's interesting because it I mm, I thought it was culturally but actually it's worked out in like another friendship that's not necessarily with a black girl mm-hmm. um whenever especially like the black girls around me whenever I um whenever I notice that they're about to get into a relationship and they happen to be with uh another black guy it's, mm. it's 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 interesting when it's like another when it's like a, a black couple black love whatever mm-hmm. um i automatically i kind of just step back i've kind of like it's weird it's like there's a few so i do that with every kind of relationship because i'm like if i'm really close with you i'm like i want to be respectful and i don't want to be the person the name that gets called out in every single argument like why are you always talking to d-? no mm. it can't be b mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let me let, let me let my spirit rest you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but like there's a group of, there's a cluster, maybe three, three friends in particular that I know the moment that they fell in love or the moment that they get in a relationship, I'm not going to see that friend. Mm. Like, that, like the way we were, I already automatically readjust the way I show my love, I show my like affection, platonically, of course, mm. I show my friendship. Mm. I I just distance myself to the point where I, because it's weird, it's like I know that they if their if their husband their boyfriend their fiance their their lover asked them to not speak to me they would strongly consider it and that's my cue to leave wow. does that make sense wow. and i've spoken but i've been so honest with those particular people i was like i understand and i and I, it's funny like i always say if they have a problem with me mm. don't fight your if you know this is true truly the person you want to be with don't fight for like i need to stay friends with tats da 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 just be like, okay, and just do me the courtesy of our friendship to let me know that you're going to have to step away for the sake of your relationship. And there's two, and you know, it's hard because it's like, one of my deep, like, one of them is like my, actually, to be honest, I really, like, deepest, deepest relationships, like one I've known for over 15, nearly over 15 years. Yeah. And I know she gave me the, like, heads up, like, hey, my boyfriend says he doesn't like us being together. Mm. I would, my heart would be shooketh, but I would step back because I love that person so much. I guess I'm more looking at the friend and I'm just kind of like... I know, it's trifling. It's yeah. trifling, but I know the friend. But you know when you know your friend is like so like gung-ho, die-hard for love? Mm. That you, like, even when the boyfriend or the person that they're talking to doesn't tell them to like what you're doing with other people, other guys, da, 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 you just see the way they are in love and relationships 
they're so head over heels stupid. And mm. I will tell them to their face, you were head over heels stupid. Yeah. That any sense that I could try to tell you would not compute. So it's not worth that. I'd rather leave. I genuinely, I have like, I have, and it's also, I think like there's partly like they're so head, head, head over heels. And then there's another part where I'm like, it's culturally ingrained in them. Partic- the two people I'm thinking about are both mm. Zimbabwean. So that's, oh, okay. Like, so I think it's very, very specific. And mm. the way that Zimbabwean black girls, African girls mm. are nurtured and taught about relationship. I think in the midst of friendship, I think it's, I would know when to be like, okay, I do Would you do say this. religiously as well? I think so too. Mm. I think so too, because those people, yeah, those two people, those two friends of mine who I would like consider my, one of my closest sisters, it are like, would like say, yeah, I'm, I'm a person of faith. I am, you know what I mean? Proud mm. Zimbabweans and they, they love the traditional sensibilities. And I mm. think for them, and and I know that their partners would also be ones of traditional sensibilities, mm. which is ironic. And so I'm. I told one. One got into a relationship. And I was like, "Hey, like, let me know," because I in my head I was like, "I can see already." Like, let me know. Just give me the yeah. head. Like, no, never. Da, 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 da. But like, there was like a bit of like a a pittering away of like the relationship that we had. And I was like, "Yeah, you know." I was like, "I already know. It's fine." Yeah. You know I mean? So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting though, but I think, I don't know, there's a part of me that's like, I can't, I think because I have been through something that was similar. Uh, and As the as the friend or as the- No, as, as the, the friend, as the one in the relationship, but also something that like, it wasn't my doing. Like I never asked this person to leave oh. or, or actually uh, with, <laughs> one per- with one person, <laughs> yes. With another, no. And it's only now that I'm like trying to repair that. But I also think that it was because we all had the same kind of morals and principles where it's like, oh, you are now in this relationship with this one person. So obviously like I can't be friends with you anymore. Like it was like a, almost a given. Was it the um, person, a friend of the opposite sex? Yeah. But then when I take stock of it now and when I look at it retrospectively, like retrospectively, Mm. Uh, retrospectively, um, I look at it and I'm like, that is such a missed friendship that I'm trying to repair now. And I feel annoyed, especially out of the relationship. And you're like, so I did that for what? <laughs> I missed a friend. I missed a friend for what? <laughs> Boyfriend has gone. Friends, where are you? Now Where's I have to be, friend? I'm like backtracking and I'm like, hey, how are you yeah. doing? Yeah. And like, I just, I, because I think I even like touched upon it in the episode with, Esther because we talk about friendships and all this different stuff I guess for me like if I was in a relationship I guess for me now but knowing from that experience I would know and I would feel confident to kind of challenge the person that I was with my partner on why they feel uncomfortable with my male friends when I've made it very clear that it's platonic extremely platonic I think, let's be honest, sometimes your friends get with mad people. And I mean that in the most respectful way. Sometimes you, the person that your friend falls in love with is a madman or a mad woman. And there's no, you can, you can dress up the pig till the cows come home, but he's going to look at it as a pig. He's going to be like, that's, that's bacon. 
Mm. You know what I mean? And so yeah, some some of like people just won't compute. You know what I mean? And like I've just saw this really annoying. It was funny but annoying because I was like, no, platonic relationships can work. Mm. It was just, you know, it wasn't a meme. It was someone who. Where did I see it? Anyway, I saw it somewhere. I think it was a podcast or a meme, and it was like big ranting. Like, how many times have you have you heard your mom say, oh, "I'm going out with my friend," and it's a guy? Like, are grown like up. Moms and dads of this gen of like the generations prior, how many of them would go? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with my friend, and it's like a random uncle, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. guy friend. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, I get that, but like different times, you know? What yeah, mean? Like I get. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. Or kids is like a, a slut and a Jezebel. You know what I mean? She'd be yeah. pulled out of her name. Yeah. But now it's like I don't know. I just yeah. So I think. I just, I think I just know my friends and I know the kind of men that they would be into and madness is on the menu. <laughs> and that's why I said, tell me because I love you. And like, I think it's for me, it's like, if then that relationships end, right? And then you say, hey friend, welcome. Can you come back into the fold? I reserve the right to be like, no. 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 But yeah. also I think if they did it in the way I said it needs to be done, like come to me and be like, hey, I this my my the love of my life just won't let it rest this friendship is gonna have to dissolve and that would be the most heartbreaking thing for me but i because i love them and i think i care about their wellness and like happiness so much and because i know their character Mm. i would be like absolutely i wish you all the bloody best i won't expect invites to weddings i won't showers i just won't expect it at all and I think, I, I just, I think I've mentally prepared myself for like, the you know, people who are so committed to their, to their partner, yeah, their partner, to their love, like, yeah. my man, my man, my man, my girl, my girl, my girl, my girl, my girl, she loves her, and it's got <laughs> mindless behavior. <laughs> you know I was actually watching, what's it called, like a, a video about mindless behavior this today. And I was literally like, oh my god, Manu's behavior were they were really it back in the day. They like, were it. Every girl. All oh the white gosh. girls had one direction. Us black girls, we had mindless the black behavior. Girl, the black community had my girl. We had my mindless girl. behavior. I remember <laughs> fighting my friend about what's his name? Princeton? Princeton. Everybody wanted Princeton. Fighting for there that was, man. <laughs> there was Ray Ray Princeton. What was the other one? Prodigy. Prodigy. Who was the who was the main one? It was like Ray Ray. Oh, you know what's so mad, right? I don't know if it was the same video, but I was watching like their downfall and all how all of them like went and what a few of them got arrested. Yes, it must have been the same one. Was it oh, black but... feminine femininity so, TV yeah, or yeah, something, something like that? I don't yes. know. But, yeah, it was like yes. I was like, wow. It was a few so months ago. So much back happened. So much happened. So much happened. Mad. I was like, damn, this is wild. I know. I was like, and the only one that who's the one that like now just posts thirst traps? I have no idea. But one of them does, and that's the one only one I feel like is the most sane <laughs> from the stories that we got from that documentary. It was an expose. It was it fantastic. Was, <laughs> it was very good. It was I so love good. that channel because it really does answer all these questions of like, where did this person go? Where did this yeah. person go? Especially within like the black community and the black diaspora. Like, it's Bad. like, oh yeah, I remember when this person was really big. Oh my God, Bad. what happened to them? And then you're Bad. like, Wow, I know what's happening. Yeah. You know what's so mad? I've noticed the only time when black really cracks is when there's crack involved. 
my first thought was Whitney Houston. <gasps> no. <laughs> and I love Auntie Whitney. I, I love her. God rest her Miss soul. Whitney. I love Miss Whitney. She did not mean it. I love Whitney. To the but... Houston camp, she did not mean it. Yeah. But you know what's also like, I just feel like there's a few, I'm like, oh, that went sideways. Like, they just look un- not well rested. You know what I mean? It's not all the way cracked, but you're just not well rested. You know what I mean? Don't do drugs. That's more of the story. Don't do drugs, kids. Unless any of the drug companies are going to sponsor the podcast, then we will drugs. CBT oil. CBT oil. Sponsors. Sponsors. This episode. Sponsors, get at her. Get at her. Oh but what God. were you gonna say? Because we've we've literally like spiraled. We we went... but yeah, I think it was about commitment and like how like um how. Oh no, I, I was like... gonna say the the point before mindless behavior because you were like, oh gosh, what was it? Because people, you you were finishing your point about like you you know that your friends are like my man, my man, my man, my yeah. girl, my girl, my girl, and then it went to my oh girl, my girl, my girl, my girl. she loves me, she loves me, me on time, she be texting me. Let's stop. We don't want to pay them for this. Okay, yeah. Just, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I ain't got no money. Sorry. That was so sick. It was so good. Sorry. But yeah, no, like the people that always like my girl, my girl, or my man, my man. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, don't you think like you know your friends well enough to be like, oh, like, okay. you know, when you look at it, like when you begin to a relationship or they start talking to someone, oh, it's not going to last or she really like or he really likes this girl or guy you know what i mean like mm. i feel like you can just tell you know what i mean mm. and it's funny because both of the, i feel like those the two i have in mind they both like say no 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 i'm like you're telling me no 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 mm. <laughs> yeah 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 i feel like <laughs> sorry all the old school like all the band. old school songs are coming out <laughs> yeah but like i just feel like there's some people who are hyper committed to their relationships and I guess so. For me, I'm I know just, it's I feel like the well, the red flags are really waving. Oh no, yeah, the red flag is red flagging, and but at the same time, what are you gonna do? Because they're, they're, sometimes they're the same girls that would then tell your their man what your what their friends are saying about them, mm. and I haven't got time for that. So, would you <laughs> say that it's one of the like it's one of these things where you're just like, I see it, I recognize it. But not my circus, not my monkeys. Like, this is not the hill I'm going to die on. Precisely. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. I just, yeah. Would you just... call out the friend once, if the relationship ends? I... Would you call them out and be like, hey, I noticed it... that mm. during the course of your relationship, like, our friendship really suffered? Yeah. I think it depends. It depends on the friend? On... No, no, no. It doesn't depend on the friend. It depends how they executed it. Because I like I like I don't think I'm, I know it all, but in this situation, I feel like you know you know when you've known your friend, mm. and like like I've said, I've just I've communicate I've communicated my expectations of how our friendship should go, the boundaries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you don't communicate with me, like hey, I'm petering out because X Y Z. I feel like there's a natural distance that you have when you're in a relationship anyway, but like the distance where it's like we talked weekly. Mm. you know what I mean multiple times a week or just weekly or every, in a month we've spoken at least four to five times from that to I haven't heard from you in three four months mm. there's you know what I mean 
And then mm-hmm. there's not, you know what I mean? Like that's a big petering out. There's like, oh, I'm going to speak to them once a month. Okay, fine. We used to speak five times a month or, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. So like nothing, you're gone. You're lost in the source. So I think yeah. if it's how you communicate it. If you observe like, oh, I haven't spoken to this person. Just do the, I feel like it's like respecting the friendship enough. Because I respect, I would, the reason I'm stepping back is to respect you and your relationship. So I'd hope that you would give the joy and the memories that you spent together respecting mm. that and be like hey i think it's if you if they don't communicate it and then they go zero dark 30 on me for the mm. next however many months years they're in the relationship and then it goes sour and mm. you come back i'm gonna be like do you not realize my life has moved on without you oh but it has and like it's interesting because like i mean during the pandemic how many people do you feel like we, to be fair everyone went very very hermit very very recluse mm-hmm. but then how many people started popping up oh hey friend after like a year and a half of not speaking to you to be honest i think i was that friend oh, okay See. but i think that was because i was going through it mentally and so like i think especially last year i was okay. doing a lot of like stock intake and recounting and going back to old friends and just being like hey, so this is what was going on in my life at the time. And that is why I wasn't as communicative. 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 Can, communicative. <laughs> communicative. <laughs> She's reloading, And that is guys. why I could... <laughs> that is why I could not talk to you as much as I would have wanted to. Hmm. I know I have that tendency as a friend, as just as an individual. It's something that I've recognized within myself, but I always try to be as open as possible and be like, this is where I was in my life. That is not an excuse. That's just a factor to let you know you were not the problem. It was me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was responding to something and I was not responding to an action or some a way that they had hurt me or triggered me, mm-hmm. but I never communicated that. And so me taking restock of that and being like, hey, this is where I am now. This is what was going on. I'm so sorry about this. It's me trying to be more accountable, I guess, to my friends. So like, I know I have that tendency. So I can't really say, yeah, I've had that because I'm like, no, I am her. <laughs> I'm her. <laughs> I am her. It's me. You're talking about me? <laughs> am I the drama? <laughs> am I the drama? I can't be the drama. <laughs> I can't lie to you. I was a friend receiving tons of, oh, I was like, okay. I'm going to say this in a respectful way because I actually, I'm very considerate because I understand that everyone went through the, the nightmare of the century. Mm-hmm. But I went through shit too. Does that make True. sense? Do True. you know what I mean? And it was like, and I'm talking, okay, I'm talking about the friend that I communicate on a more regular basis. I'm not talking about the friends I like speak to every other month. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. We can we carry that on, you know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is actually quite helpful. I enjoy those relationships a lot more now. <laughs> I'm like, I speak to you once or twice a month. Oh my gosh. That's, That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, it was like the ones that would, you know, you that would call you randomly sp- sporadically, did it at any time of the night, did it at any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, lockdown hits and everything just, and everyone, everyone went through it. And like, I feel like I was kind of like, but who isn't going through it that you can't pick up the phone to text and be like, hey, I can't talk right now because I'm going through it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. No one's going to be like, you're really out of order. Everyone bloody understands what's going on. Mm. So I think, the I'm talking about the friends I kind of like just let Peter out mm. because of their lack of communication. I did try. I think I tried. I did like my fillers out every so often like because I was like, oh, I'm going through it. Mm. Let me do the filler out to see because everyone else is going through it. And then like there was others that 
it's interesting because I had some really, really like, like good friendships just die out. Mm. But there was, it's interesting. There was one that communicated to me. So I, I was checking in on them. Mm-hmm. They said, I don't want to talk about this with you. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk with you in general. Oh. And I was like, oh, damn. Not my friend. Not my homie. Oh, no. Not my ride or die. Telling me they... And I was like, respectfully, I respect you. Uh-huh. I was told, I don't want to speak to you in this current time. And I was like, okay, cool. And that was like a hard pill. I was like, oh, damn. A hard okay. pill to swallow? Yeah, but I was like, I get it. Mm. I was like, I get it. Like, once you tell me, I get it. You mm. know what I mean? But then, ironically, <laughs> near the end, like, out of the first lockdown, they texted. They're like, hey, I'm really sad that you didn't communicate and call me or text me or look in or check in. And the way, sir, if you could see the recording of <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, go ahead. The receipts. <laughs> the receipts. I'd be like, can we just look at the Pull receipts, please? <laughs> Scroll back Because up really and truly... <laughs> Two plus two is four. Five plus yeah. five is ten. What is this? No, what is going yeah. on here? No, it's inter- it was so funny because like in the pan- it was crazy because like, there was a call before that like and we had a conversation and they basically un basically just emotionally dumped on me and I was like and they and I was I was like the conversation was like clearly it's very much they just went emotionally dumped mm. and they're not really like thinking about where I'm at at that moment in time and I. I said, and they were like, they were like, oh, it's really hard for me. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's really hard for everyone, like even for myself. And then he goes, I don't want to hear what you're going through. I'm not ready to receive. I said, you better stop. And it was like those moments. I was like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, it was kind of like I didn't say anything until like they were like, you didn't really check in or see how. I was like, I need to remind you of the facts of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Which was I was told, <laughs> no, and I was treated in a certain yeah. way. And so I acted accordingly. And yeah. thankfully, reason came to their head and the understanding of, oh, no, I did say X, Y, Z. And actually, I did do something that was a bit out of mm. order. And we were able to move on and move forward. So I think I'm a very, like, forgiving person when it comes to, like, the people I love mm. and friendships. Mm. But again, if you communicate to me, I don't want to speak to you or I can't speak to you because of my relationship in this. Like, I'd be like, okay, cool. I don't know why. I Maybe I shouldn't be as tolerant. Am I a bit crazy? No, I actually think, like, it sounds really healthy. I, yeah. I'm, if anything, I'm like, wait, am I toxic right now? <laughs> because I think are. if, especially, like, if one of my close friends said to me, I can no longer be my your friend anymore because my partner does not feel comfortable with our friendship. Yeah. I guess, yes, I would have to respect it and be like, okay, I'll take a step back you know yeah. i'm i'm here if you need me but i would definitely be talking to i don't know another friend about it or like a therapist or something and being like girl could you believe what she said yeah, yeah, yeah. what she believe what happened like what happened they really was... tried to get rid of me they yeah. really tried to get rid of me but you know what it's not gonna happen it's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen i am sarah <laughs> back here i'm i ain't going nowhere i ain't <laughs> leaving and I think I'm it was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I'm the best thing you'll ever know. Yeah. And you, Don't try and you, and your boyfriend, <laughs> you're gonna love me. <laughs> oh, I just wish more of my friends' boyfriends liked me. Or let me rephrase: took the ch- time to get to know me, to know I'm not 
the threat that will try to ruin their relationship. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> Editing Sarah here. Sorry for the noise in the background. I am editing in a coffee shop. Um, but I have tried my very best to edit as best as possible to make the additional clip seem as seamless as possible. It is not possible. So I'm just going to put an interjection here to let you know that I had an additional question which was inspired by my friend a conversation with my friend from her experience of something similar to what Detenda and I touch upon. And I wanted to know, because obviously Detenda's talking about from his experience as being the friend, but what I wanted to know what he would do in a relationship. And so I had to ask, and that is why there is an additional clip added in of Tatenda's response and how he navigates that while in a relationship. How did you navigate that now that you're dating or when you were in a relationship before or in previous relationships before? How do you navigate being in a relationship with someone when you have so many friends that are women? So how, how does it work from your side of things? How do you take a step back from your relationships with your, with your friendships with women, like those friendships, so that you can concentrate more on your relationship? Or do you have a conversation? Like, how does it work from your perspective when you're the one in the relationship? So I think for me, when it comes to like, when I'm in a relationship and I know I have more female friends, um, a few things I've like I'm grateful for things like silly things I say silly things they're not silly actually for things like talk shows and when you hear people's perspectives and I'm always really willing to listen and like um and because I have so many female friends I I hear so much of the female perspective and so for me and it's like whenever they're an issue with like someone that they are feeling insecure about because the girl is like overly friendly or just present it's always a thing and I realised, like, the best way to go around it, I once heard this man on this uh, talk show say, um, never put yourself in a pr- position where your integrity will be questioned. I think it was, like, um, Jeannie Mai's, like, ex-husband, which is kind of awkward, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But it made me think, hmm, if you never put in a position where your integrity has to be questioned, how does that work in navigating a relationship? And I think I was, um, I was very aware of that. Um, the discrepancy in my like male to female relationships and friendships in terms of the quantity of it so for me like it was like and i and i was and it was one of the things that actually became like a point of i want to say contention or room for improvement um in my past relationship because i was of the school of be transparent and um you never be questioned or asked twice about something and so for me i'm like I don't want your honesty. You can keep your honesty to yourself because your honesty is like, you would tell, like if I, like, the the best way to to explain it was, or is, is the fact that like, for example, I go out with my friend, my female friend, we go out for dinner and then we say goodbye, da 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 da, and that was the end of the thing. Oh, and then someone asked me, aka my girlfriend asked me, oh, what did you say? Or what what, what did you do? And I'll be like, oh, I went with, so um, for example sarah and we went to you know wagamama and oh can you imagine i actually tried this dish for once da, 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 da. so next time we go or next time we need to go out for food let's go out for that because i was thinking about you in that moment da, da, da. and i was sharing with sarah about oh how i always say i never like 
you know, prawn or whatever, but now I'm eating it. So now I actually have to like come come to my girlfriend with my tail between my legs saying, I actually like prawns and let's go because I've been telling you I can't eat prawns, da 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 da. And then I imagine like the train was delayed and that da 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 da. And although that's like unnecessary information, like she don't need to know that I ate prawns, or maybe she does, it doesn't really matter. She doesn't even know that she doesn't even need to, my girlfriend doesn't even need to, even need to know that um, my train got delayed, you know what I mean? that is unnecessary information but funnily enough i've realized like for the women i've surrounded myself with and i think in general it's helpful and it's settling to understand that when i ask a question information is freely given i don't need to prod and like i don't like it when i'm in a relationship when i have to prod 17 times because i guess because i'm so many i'm friends with so many female friends i'm like yeah why are you asking why and what else did you do and what else you know what i mean like I think it should just be so, trans- like, information in a relationship when I'm exclusively with you should be freely given. If I'm dating, I'm going to be honest with you. But if I'm in a relationship with you, I'm going to be transparent. And I feel like there's a difference between transparency and honesty. And that was something I, I felt like I didn't always get. And I would request the transparency. Um, and, like, I remember we were at a restaurant because, like, it was with my ex. And I remember having this moment. And I was like, I just need transparency. I don't, I don't really, like... like the information about like some of the prawns it doesn't like make it doesn't fulfill my day i don't get money from it i'm not monetizing it but the fact that i know that if i say oh what did you do with sarah i know i'm going to get the full bibliography and bam and then that means i know there's nothing to hide because you give unnecessarily unnecessary information away without having it being this guarded secret and i think the moment you put this veil between you and your friends and your relationship and obviously there's things you don't say that obviously like shouldn't be said you know what i mean but like in the sense of like the the engagement around you and your friendships uh, friendships of the opposite sex and i remember like from one of the first few conversations i had with i was like listen i'm gonna let you know i got sisters (laughs) i got sisters sister sister i really did and i and i was like i hope that's i I think i just did it from a straight off because some people's um previous um situations may make them feel like no i don't want to be in a relationship with someone who has too many um sisters you know what i mean and i was like no that's actually that's that's my bag that's where i sit and so i was from the jump i was like listen you have to understand a requirement of you entertaining me is understanding that i have a lot of sisters and for me like if i'm on the phone with a friend who happens to be a girl which is probably like 80 percent of the time i'm gonna be like oh yeah someone's so called before yeah you know what i mean like i think i just like i think transparency saves you a lot of stress on both parts if you do it well and but like that's not me overly talking about the situation if i get asked i'll say you know what i mean or like i would just be like, oh yeah so and so called and my thing is like thankfully i have friends around me that are like to be honest i i do this anyway even if I do this for other people and I, I would hope that they do it for me. Although this sounds like a bit of a mad lie. It's not a mad lie, it's a white lie. I think it's a good lie. For like, even if my friends don't ask about my girlfriend, they I still say, oh yeah, she said hi. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds weird. Because I think, I think for me, like one thing that I've found frustrating is when I'm then a closeted secret for how good of a friend I am with one of my um, girl best friends to their boyfriend and that's the issue i think if they were a bit more transparent but oh yeah that's my friend da, 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 da. like dropping bread comes up oh there's a person called tender in the room you know what I mean da, 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 da. you know what I mean like and you know what i mean and i think like i whenever like we talk about 
or I talk to my friend who's in a relationship most of the time, depending on how well I know the person or not, I always ask about them, like, how are you guys doing? You good? How's he doing? Like, if I know he has a job, how's the job going? I take an interest, be like, oh, that's good, da, 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 da. and I hope, which is something I would do, is then be like, oh my gosh, yeah, he was asking how you were, how the job was, and he says, I hope it's still going well, or how the new promotion was, and I think just being friendly and building, I think the person in the relationship with uh, with the boy, with the with the significant other and the best friend needs to act as the bridge. If they're not acting like the United Nations, they're doing it wrong. And I think that's just my stance. Like you should be advocating for me in the room I'm not even in. And even if I didn't ask how he was, say, oh yeah, he was talking about you. Because more times on more more times than not, I would have asked, oh how's it going? Are you okay? Da, 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 da. Are you in love? Are you happy? Are you? you know what I mean, is he good? Da, 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 da. And so I would hope they're like, oh yeah, but like not in like a weird, like he's interrogating, asking tons of questions. He, my friend is interested about my life and you are part of my life and he understands and acknowledges that and respects that. And that's why you were in the conversation and that's why he asked about you. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of person I am and vice versa when I was in a relationship. I'd say, oh yeah, my girlfriend said hi. And even if she didn't, and most times she did because she was a great girlfriend, you know what I mean? But like, even if she didn't that day, you know what I mean? Like, and I was thankful that I had someone who would ask about my friends, you know what I mean? And so, but then there were moments where it was like, mm, it's a bit, it's a bit on and off, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it just comes with the flow and like some people, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but I think transparency and just being a bridge, the person in the relationship who has the friend and the partner needs to understand that they are supposed to be the bridge, um, you know what I mean? And by the time that person that friend meets your significant other, you're in a place where I feel like I've already spoken to you tons of times, you know what I mean? Because I'll be like, I'm the pers- kind of person to be like, oh, text them to say hey, or you mean, or you mean, just like, say, you mean, I just feel like I just try to be as friendly and sometimes even overly friendly to compensate for people feeling some type of way. And then when they realize, oh, he's a chill guy, he's actually not on crud, he's, you know what I mean, he's not the problematic, but he's just a good dude, you know what I mean? And more times than not, I'm always backing them in the fight and they don't even know it, you know what I mean? Like, if they're in a fight and my friend tells me about it, I'm backing them because they're not in the room to back themselves, A. And I know my friends, they're usually being crazy, you know what I mean? Because I know the full context of emotion and experience that they've gone through. And I'm like, mm, can we check this out? Can you can you assess that from the things that happened before? This is why you're acting a bit wayward and you need to give this guy a break, you know what I mean? I'm always the one advocating for them. So, but they never know that because they never get told that. Does that make sense? And that's the annoying part, you know what I mean? And so, like, I always seem like, or as, as I guess someone would feel like, oh, there's a threat in the relationship when it's the opposite sex or, you know what I mean, whatever. And obviously we're talking about heteronormative couples and stuff, but yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, ah, it's really interesting. I just feel like what you've said is just really, really interesting. I guess, yeah, I guess my question to the audience would be like, if you were in this situation, how would you handle it? Because I feel like you to tender is you're like, okay, that's fine. I'll take the step back. While as me, I'm just like, hold on, we're, we're gonna question this. We're gonna we're gonna challenge. We're gonna fight a little. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna respect it in the end, but I would have to challenge, really? especially if it's a, if it's a good close friend. Like if I'm thinking like if it's my best friends, mm. oh, we're gonna fight. So if like for example, like if they came to you and say, hey, like my boyfriend doesn't like our relationship, let's just call it a quiz for now. I mean, once once you hear that, you understand like, okay, if it goes the long way, you're not gonna go into their wedding. You're not gonna like, you're not gonna. You know what I mean, I um, I emotionally shut myself prepare. I you know maybe shut shut myself down is probably not the word, but I emotionally prepare the moment I hear that there's love in there for them. You would be upset. You'd be like, I'm going to the wedding. Be furious. The thing is, to tend to, I am so petty. I'm so <laughs> so petty. I'm Am so I more petty. Than you? Is that what it is? I am very petty. <laughs> I'm very petty. Like, oh, I love that for you. <laughs> honestly, I'm so petty. So, like, if they said like we can't be friends anymore, and then I hear there's an engagement and a marriage, and now there's a wedding, and I was not invited. Mm-hmm. Hey, best believe I'm gonna be in the back seat crashing that wedding. I'll be like, oh yeah, happy, happy wedding. Congratulations. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> yeah, I um, would. Yeah, that I that would that would take me back. But again, think about it. Why are you going to a wedding where half of the reason that you should be there doesn't want you to be there and doesn't want the other half of that reason to even want you there? I like a good wedding. 
Yeah, like nasty, nasty. You know nasty. those like those TikToks and those reels where they're like, when you're serving cake at your friend's wedding after you told her to dump his ass. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> that would be me. I'm a hypocrite. I know that. I love that. <laughs> when I'm serving cake, I'm like, Auntie, do you want a slice? Yeah. <laughs> me, I'll do the knife dance. I'll do everything. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I'll be I'll start singing. It. I'll be crumping. I will lead praise and worship. I will lead praise and worship. I will say, bless his holy better, name. Bless this union, peace. God. Bless oh. the union, Jesus. Now, nah, me, I'll be crumping, doing all kinds of nonsense. Even though I know that this relationship may go down in flames. I would just be there. Wah, 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 for my friends. Because I'm just trying to be a supportive friend. But also, I love <laughs> me a wedding. I love me a wedding. But you know what? I, I feel like... What's interesting... So it's in. I feel like you know what, right? I feel like there's certain friends that are so tight with me. If they told me that they can't be friends, we can't be friends, and then three years later, whatever, they got married, I wouldn't attend the wedding. I think. I think also, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it depends on like the time that has passed. Yeah. So if it's like a long time has passed, and like I've moved on. Yeah. I think. Even if I were to hear news about the wedding, I think there would be a part of me that would be like, oh, would feel some type of way. But then I would respectfully just be like, I'll just have to watch from the sideline and hope and pray that you are happy. I guess for me, when it comes to like my friends and them being in relationships, like I always look at the the other person. Like I look at my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't look at the person that they are with. I look at my yeah. friend. I'm like, who is my friend becoming? Are they happy? do they feel safe and secure with this person are they themselves can they be themselves with that person as clearly soon not, as not even in the friendship Big man clearly not. not clearly not they're not allowed to enjoy themselves yeah god forbid you're with other because god forbid i'm there yeah you know them <laughs> ones ah, i'm petty that one <laughs> sorry <laughs> now the pettiness has come back <laughs> petty spaghetti no sorry no, I I always look at my friend. I always look at my friend. And as soon as they start telling me different things, um, or like issues in their relationships or, st- or stuff that has happened, I always look at my friend and I'm like, are you happy? Mm. If you're not happy, then I'm not happy either. Wow. I'm not happy with this person. Wow. And I have, I also think my friends have done it to me and I think we do the same with each other, especially mm. within my friendship group. We don't really say what we think about the person that they are with until the breakup really happens interesting you guys are problematic <laughs> because i unless there is like a big issue so okay. like if if like when my friend came to like in our friendship group when i my friend came over and was like this is what's going on this is why i'm so upset we were like dump his ass he gotta go but we also had to understand like where she was coming from and stuff like that so even if we weren't happy about it we also had to be like this is my opinion but also you can take it or leave it like yeah. because at the end of the day it's not my life it's your life so who am i to tell you what to do i can advise you i can be there with you i can stand with you i can hold your hand i can wipe your tears we can talk trash about him but if the next day you're like actually we're still together as much as i may not like it it's not my i can't i can't be the one to break up with your man for you <laughs> break up with you. yeah yeah <laughs> like i can't do that for you but i did find that like when I went through my own breakup, like my friends did not really say their mm. true opinions. Oh. And then when it happened, quite, I, I don't want to say quite a lot because I don't want to like 
make it seem like I'm slagging off my ex. But like yeah, yeah. my friends did, they were like, okay, this was my opinion. Did and it I was match like, with what was going on? It matched with what was going on in retrospect. Uh... But in the moment, I was like, why didn't they tell me? Why didn't they warn me? Why didn't they? Da, 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 da. And I was like, but would you have heard it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, people in love cannot see when you're, <laughs> The way my mum always says, when you're in love, yes. and she's so correct. Because when you're in them, love, when you're in love, you really <laughs> close your eyes. And so close your ear too. I can't love see that thing. But also, it's, it, you cannot hear. <laughs> love too. is deaf. Mm-hmm stupid love is yeah you really be seeing all of it all the red flags and you're like wow i can't see that what you wonder your way through the entire thing <laughs> people were like they <laughs> said what 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 but that's the thing mm, i have a question because can mm. we really blame it on love is love the problem or are we the problem no love is the problem go in a that. good way in a good way. I feel like love is supposed to show you the best of someone. That's what mm. love is. You're supposed to see, well, part of what love is. You're supposed to see the brilliance in someone, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the issue is, hopefully, when you, the person you're falling, the person you choose to be in love with, because that's mm. a choice. You choose to go on dates. You choose to, when you're dating, that's when you figure out how much of a red flag this person is. That when you're in love, you feel safe, and you mm. you're falling in love into safety, mm. into health, healthy communicative relationship with someone. So I think the dating is kind of like, eh, are you saying can mm. you work this out? Are you not going to be a problem? The falling in love part when you're like head over heels, like that should be the fun. Like you see no wrong because for the most part there is no wrong. Does that make sense? Hmm. I don't think love is a problem. I think I don't think love is a problem. So you're so you're saying love love is not the problem. Oh, I feel like love is not the problem. It's the person falling in love that's the problem. Because I I would agree. I would say that the person falling in love is the problem. I would yeah. say that we are the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that love is so pure. I think yeah. I think our insecurities. I think past experiences sometimes make us not see things that we need to be very open to seeing because I think that as much as love is you see the brilliance of somebody and you see how amazing they are as a human being you also need to be able to like correct your partner and like hold them accountable for things that may have happened or things that may happened or how they are I think also when you talk about love even in a romantic relationship that also needs to be like self-love as well where it's like I need to love myself enough that like I can walk away from this person should they not give me what I need or should I not be able to give them what they need then it's like I love myself and I love the other person enough to walk away because I'm not the best for them or they're not the best for me or we're we're just not I don't think that love is the problem I genuinely do think that us as humans we are the problem because I think that we have been conditioned to want love and to crave love so desperately that we'll do anything and ignore anything to to be in it but I don't think love is stupid I think we misuse love and we misrepresent love clicks all around yeah and so I think that that's what 
is the danger we are because we don't love doesn't really come with like a user manual and I think it's even in like the first couple of chapters of Bell Hooks is all about love where she's like if we had a definition for love like it would be better because how many times do people use the excuse of oh but I was in love that's not an excuse it's not an excuse you can't be like oh I was in love so I I didn't see it what didn't you see you chose not to see it yeah so like in what's it called just tell us just come down (laughs) who hurt you who fought you today because what? honestly in bell hooks it's all about love she's she's like if we start to define love as an action as a choice then we become better like we become better at taking accountability for the things that we we do and how we act so instead of being like oh i didn't know and using kind of like love as an excuse of reasonable doubt you use the you actually say actually i chose not to see it and i'm sorry i did not see yeah. that and I take accountability for not seeing that. And so I'm going to do better. And I'm going to change my actions and change my ways. Because I think, uh, I'll send you the actual like video. But I remember watching this like kind of TED talk or, or like why you're going to marry the wrong person or why you should never get married or something like that. Gosh, and that he basically married. said throughout the course of your relationship, your partner is going to disappoint you. Because you come into a relationship and you step into it with all these expectations and all these fantasies of what this person is supposed to be and what they are supposed to do for you. And actually, they let you down. They will let you down because they are human and they have flaws. We all have flaws. I know that in the past relationship that I was in, I disappointed my partner. And I know that they disappointed me because we had unrealistic we had unrealistic expectations of each other. But that doesn't mean that you should not be in that relationship with them or that that relationship cannot serve its purpose for that period of your life. Because I still look back at that relationship that I was in and I have a lot of fond memories and I have a lot of, there's a lot of lessons, but I don't regret it at all. But I know that I disappointed him and he disappointed me at times because we had expectations of each other that weren't voiced. And even when they were voiced, it was like, then you have to challenge yourself and find out where are these expectations and these things coming from? People say a lot of times like relationships, like they hold a mirror and they show you who they are, who you are. And that is so true. So true. I have a question. What Mm -hmm. did you disappoint your ex in? If there's one area we can't dive into like a years long relationship but like, is there one thing you're like, okay, I definitely feel like that was an area that I disappointed them, my ex with, because they had this expectation. I'd say communication. Because as I say, I think, as I said before, even with the friends thing, I think I disappoint a lot of people when it comes to my communication. As a friend, just as a human being, I know it is one of my flaws that I have definitely in the past couple of years I've had to work on is my communication is this the frequency of it the um the expansion f- of it the frequency of it the openness as well and just being unafraid to be vulnerable with people and just be like yo this is what's going on I think that I am not always a hundred percent because I think I've always been consumed like when I was very young just being consumed with perfectionism so I will be like everything's fine everything's okay because I'm a people pleaser 
And I definitely think that that was definitely a factor going into a romantic relationship. And I know it's a factor. It was a factor even in my first job, people pleasing and just being like, yeah, I'm okay. Everything's fine. And actually I was crumbling under under the because then people if you keep saying to people in a relationship in a romantic relationship in a friendship in a job when you keep saying to people I'm okay I'm fine but really you're not how can they be there for you how can they support you if you're not communicating what you need or how you're really feeling so I think just opening up and just being like actually I'm not okay right now so I think people that meet me now are meeting a completely different Sarah because like I will and that's not to be like too open but like if I feel anxious or if I'm not okay with something like I will tell the person I think actually now I think about it it's easier to be more open and honest with strangers that's what I've been finding than it is to actually be open and honest with the people currently in my life like it is hard to talk to my parents about certain things and be like actually my anxiety is like, this is what I'm feeling and stuff like that. It's really hard to do that with the people that I love. It's actually way easier to do it with a stranger. I remember feeling anxious. Like for example, I remember feeling really anxious when I went to the gym once and I was asking one of the PTs there a question. And I said to her, "Um, yeah, I'm just kind of like, I just wanted to know because I'm feeling really anxious, like I have anxiety. And so like when it's crowded, like I just kind of spiral and my brain's going everywhere. And we talked through it and she was lovely about it. She was really nice about it. But I don't think I could have done the same thing. Or I definitely think there's a lot more effort when I talk about it with my friends. Even though I love them, there is a part of me that is like, don't tell them because you're going to disappoint them. But I'm like, why? And then it's like a, you feel like you're a burden, but why would you be a burden to the people that you love? And then I have to remind myself of instances where my friends have shown up for me, where my family has shown up for me and that I'm not a burden and that they love me and they choose me in the same way that I love and I choose them. Wow. That's yeah. Something. I mean, thank you for sharing because that's, that's, some, that's some heavy stuff right there. Yeah. Wow, I feel like we, an example of like what you're saying, like we carry so much, so, so much of the time, like, and I feel like, oh, I'm getting kind of emotional, just like, like, honestly, I feel like sometimes we just carry, as people, as humans, we carry so much, and it's, it's nice when you know you can speak to someone, and I think, like, even having this conversation, it's very, healing and very timely I think just like where we both are kind of in our lives Mm. like the stuff that obviously people may not hear or like don't know about lives and stuff and like I think like even like currently me going through therapy I think it's my like third person I've sought out help from one was a counsellor and this is my second time in therapy and I it's interesting because like she said something and it was like really affirming and she was like um she was just I don't know she just said something really affirming she goes oh you're great da, 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 you're amazing da, 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 da. and then I was kind of like oh I realized I can't like divulge so much so much of my life um to this person in like four weeks 
Mm. And they got like a broad and like a very like microscopic understanding of my life. And like, again, like this is a complete stranger. And a part of me is like, they could use every part of my life against me if they wanted to. Like they know secrets, like that should be to the grave. Mm. You know what I mean? I text mm-hmm. to take them to the grave. And like, I'm trying to figure out what it is about our environments. I don't I don't necessarily think it's like a Sarah entertainer problem. I think it's like a global, maybe generational, maybe just a wider thing where we can't speak to the closest people around us. Mm. And I I just don't know what that is. Mm. There are two books that I really want to read that I think that they were mentioned in like video essays that I watched and I really want to read them because they're very much about like communication and like change and just kind of like being more accountable. The first is Bell Hooks's The Will to Change, which I definitely want to read. And I think so many people have just said, yeah, it's really good for this. Da 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 da. Especially, I think she talks from like, she uses a lot of like, I think she talks from the perspective of like men, especially black men and like communication and vulnerability and stuff like that. Um, Again, I have not read the book, but I'm just saying, recounting what other people have said about it. So I really want to read it. And then there's also Terence Reel's um, How Do I Get Through to You? Those are two books that I really want to read because I think they're about like communication and vulnerability and being open and how we can really like connect with each other as humans and kind of like where theories of where they think we've gone wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this because I'm just taking other people's word. It could be about ponies, but (laughs) I think those are two books that basically encapsulate or work on around what you have just said of like, this is not just like an individual problem. Mm. This is a societal problem. It's interesting. Mm, yeah. It's interesting because like I was reminded because I was watch I was flicking through and somehow a Jane Fonda video of her being interviewed with a bunch of other like old uh like legendary Hollywood actresses. Mm. And then she was it was something about it was about gender politics, but nothing too heavy. But she said it was like how did how have you all connected and stayed together for so long? It was like people like Sally Field, Emily Thompson, uh, Emma, Emily Thompson or Emma Thompson, whatever. And then she goes, Well, women they come like the way that they sit when they're in community and when they're talking it's face to face and so when they're having conversations there's more understanding or more time and spaces for intimacy and conversation not in like a sexual way but just like in like a friendship plutonic way mm. and you see the eye contact you see the flicker of the the eyebrow you know oh what was that what what are we talking about here da, 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 da. whereas she was like men sit side to side and so, and it's interesting because like I, I did a lot of studying around um, toxic masculinity and I'm, I'm really, really interested in the way that works. And there's this amazing podcast that was like such a amazing resource. Um, it's called um, Man Enough po- The Man Enough Podcast with J- Jason Baldoni. Mm. And he had done a TED Talk and from that about like his um, view and perception of masculinity, da, 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 da. And so he was talking about the same thing where like, and like he had a guest on that was saying, men do side-to-side connections and he gave an uh the the example that was given was 
when guys play video games they're talking but they don't look at each other in the face or in the eyes mm. similarly if they go to a bar and they like talk like the gamers or whatever they're drinking but like they're not facing each other they're, face- they're facing something else and having a conversation and in those mm. moments that like great revelation about like your my my best guy friend is going through a divorce and he hasn't spoken to me about it and this is the first time me hearing it mm. and it's interesting i think about like for example someone who you know how we were talking about like if my friend said i can't be friends with you who would i speak to and you said oh i'm to all my friends da, da, da. Mm. and i was like the only person i think i would grant to that would fully understand the severity of what my friend has just said to me by breaking up with me <laughs> in our friendship i thought of my brother and i thought like and i'm coming back to this idea of how we do relationships the times that we really used to bond and connect Mm. was when we were doing side to side communication and it was Mm. usually via tv you know what i mean so you'd be having these deep conversations while watching tv while watching tv like something called prompted like what do you think about that and it would just ramble and then eventually it would do side to side uh, it would do face to face, but mm. very rarely did it start face to face. And if mm. it was face to face, the connection was a bit off. Mm. Like someone misinterpreted someone a little bit more. Um, it's very interesting, and I just wonder. I think I'm very comfortable with the face to face, and I wonder if that's to do with the amount of women in my life compared to the amount of men in my life. Mm. And I just think it's interesting because I been finding that i i have a desire to make more connections especially because i'm away from so many of people so many people i love and care about since i've moved Mm. i'm wondering how do i stay connected in a community and like currently i'm not like super plugged into anywhere like 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 a religious place of worship you know me all this kind of stuff so i think like i'm finding that I'm more and more recluse about how much I share and like what you're saying like I only share to a certain amount Mm. and then like I share selective bits and pieces Mm. that are palatable or that I feel like I have enough energy to communicate yeah yeah I think it's uh interesting what you said about like side to side like men having their friendships and it's like side to side because I think as you were saying it, I was looking at, I was thinking about like instances or memories where I've seen like guys interacting and it's so, it's so true. A lot of the time they are sat next to each other. They may look at each other, but it's like not as often as when I'm sat with my friends and I was comparing different memories to that. I guess like my question is then like, especially because you are an individual who has more female friends than you do male friends, like how do you navigate that difference would you say that you're way more closer with like women than you are with men and how I know you've said that this is a question for you to you're still thinking and pondering over but like how do you bridge that gap so that you can have deeper conversations and relationships with your guy friends in comparison to the way that you have it with your um female friends your girlfriends it's interesting. I'm going to have to ask you to repeat the questions again. Um, so, I, yeah, I would say I'm definitely someone who has more um, female friends 
and a lot of my like interactions are face to face you know what I, mean? mm. I rarely ever do side to side conversations which is like interesting but I'm thinking about the times when so I I was in a in my previous job I part of my role was communicating with younger people mm-hmm. and engaging with young people mm-hmm. and the best times to communicate with guys it's interesting I didn't even know I was doing it but I was actually doing it every time I would speak to a woman or a female it would always be face I'm like let's go get coffee let's go for a drink mm-hmm. let's sit down and chat and like just and figure out what's going on with your life so I can help you you know what I mean I was kind of like the, the like a mentor so to speak and then most if not all conversation apart from one I can fully think of with a guy we were always I it was always outside and we'd go for a walk and so there'd be times when we were having conversations not looking at each other or someone I'm having a conversation and he's in front of me or I'm in front of them because of like mm-hmm. the path in like these like country like walk path like a pathway do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's so interesting like even like though I didn't know it I was doing it I was doing the side to side conversations but obviously like in a like a professional capacity those aren't your friends mm. um so I think moving forward maybe I need like now that I've had that kind of like aha moment I, maybe I need to put myself in situations when I'm in side to side contact with other guys mm. and I was thinking about like clubs I was like I don't want to do something like that, that I don't enjoy and I think it's funny because I wasn't really into sport that much I walked to be fair I was actually quite athletic when I was younger but like I stopped that at a certain age yeah where I probably would have had enjoyed the wealth of what it means to have more male friends in my life yeah and so football which is usually side to side you know you're not just standing there looking at each other you mean like you're passing the ball and you're moving you so I think I need to put myself in spaces where I can do more side to side um communication and contact. Um I just need to find what works for me and mm. what I enjoy. And so I'm more comfortable in that environment. Mm. Um I definitely have found it harder and I think I've found I've found that like it's a missing piece in the past like maybe three, four months. I don't mm. know why. I think it's maybe because my closest guy friend lives in Wales. Mm. That I can think of. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if I have any other. And the other one lives in Norwich. Mm. So like ends of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Ends of the bloody earth. Yeah. And I don't have any other guy friends that I can think of that I can call mm. at all. That's it. Which before it didn't bother me. But I feel like now coming to, I think like I'm having this like prelude to a quarter life crisis like you know in the in an album you get a prelude yeah i'm having a prelude <laughs> <laughs> and the prelude is saying you ain't got no male friends you ain't got no male friends what you gonna do what you gonna do yeah <laughs> and you know it's so mad I, I i always think about it like when i think about oh my wedding day who are the like the men that are gonna be behind me and i was mm. like you know f it my girls are gonna be behind me my sister's gonna be like they're going to rock up in their pantsuit or whatever and we're going to jam. Like, I don't even care. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come through with the bow tie, right? You good. know what I mean? It will, yeah. Finesse, fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll shut it down. Mm. You guys will shut it down. Mm. So, like, I'm not... But I think in those moments, you know, when you're thinking, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, like, it would be great to have a bunch of guys there, but also, 
why am I going to force having a bunch of guys there when I've had great support systems from women? But I think mm. coming into the prelude of the quarter life crisis coming in, <laughs> mm. you know, I think I'm like, it's time that I stop blaming my weakness or ineptness or character flaw. I think, I don't know if it's a flaw, but I stop blaming this whole oh, I grew up in a predominantly uh, female-heavy household. Oh, I just get along with women a bit more. Da, 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 da. I need to be... I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like, you must have male friends, but I feel like it's like, you just need to grow up and get out of it. Like, that was like, you're you're talking about a version of Tatenda that was six, year old, six years old. You're talking about the version of Tatenda that was 12. You're talking about the version of Tatenda that was 14 and 15 and 16. And I've always had... It's interesting. I've always had like three, two or three good male friends and I can like gist with them but like they're the kind of male friends that I can do face-to-face conversations with and it's mm. not just side to side mm. and I, I think very often most I'm going to generalize here most guys that I've encountered are not versatile enough in the way they communicate I feel like in general men are always seen as the people that men uh, are seen as the species that doesn't communicate as well compared to women, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think I've been blessed to have those friends that do face-to-face really well and we are able to then also do side-to-side. Yeah. Um, And so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about a friend that I had at uni and the time that we'd really, really just didn't get along and like talk and da 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 we'd go on like four hour walks and talk about everything and and absolutely nothing as well Mm. just four hour walks like walking around like the fields of Coventry and I just think like I just need to maybe get back into the place where I position myself into being more side to side Mm. because I feel like I feel like I'm gonna miss a wealth of something there with I feel like I'm deficient in an area in my side to side rather than face to face. I think I, I, I think you have to meet people where they are. Mm. Does that make sense? And yeah. I'm okay with doing side to side stuff. Yeah. That sounds like sex stuff. Like I'm okay to do side to side. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay with that? <laughs> side to side conversation and communication I think as long as like yeah I, I don't know I don't know I'm not sure the question is I'm not sure I don't know if I've answered all your questions but... no well it's not the question that I asked but actually what you said is way more interesting than what I was asking anyway um, um so uh, yeah I've actually found that really interesting of just because it's true you kind of do you not you kind of you have to have the grace and the room to meet people where they are. Like you can't just expect somebody who has never swam before to be able to be an Olympic swimmer. Of course, like you need to, even if they are, even if they have the capacity to be an Olympic swimmer, Mm. you still have to start like very early. You have to be like, I know that you can do this. I know you can. But yeah. first, we're gonna test out the water. At first, it's gonna be a little, a little cold. Yeah. Um, and then you get in, and you then you submerge yourself, and then you're underwater, and then you're breathing, and then you're, you know, the little doggy paddle first before doing, you know, um, 
the fast stroker, all that different stuff. Like you have to do it slowly. It's a slow process and it's about meeting people where they are. But I guess also like sometimes you don't have to be the one that stays around for like the entirety to wait until they are at Olympic stage. I think sometimes you can be the one to bring them into the water Oh, and I don't to wanna, I don't want a project there. I don't want Yeah, to... that's the thing. That's what project. I'm saying. Like sometimes <laughs> you you are the one that brings them into the water, but then you have to be like, this ain't for me. I gotta go. Cause I'm uh... not the one that's gonna teach you. Cause I think that's that's something that like a lot of people go through where they're like, I can't be the one. I think especially I can use the example because we're both black, like I'm not gonna be the one to teach white people about racism. Not I'm true. also not gonna be the one to be teaching as a woman, I'm not going to be teaching um, you about like how to treat a a woman, especially a black woman, the intersection of those two identities of like not just being black, but also being a woman. Like I'm not going to teach you how to respond to every little thing. I'm not going to be call you out on every single thing. I'm not a teacher. I'm not paid to do that. This is my lived experience. Yeah. And so I feel like you have to be as much as, in a lot of our relationships, we teach people about ourselves. There also has to, you have to have a willing participant. Yeah. You have to have a willing participant. This person needs to, wants to be, needs to, needs to, wants to, whatever the word is, be willing to learn, to learn you. Yeah. And then also to do the extracurricular work outside of you because that's not fair to put all of that burden of like teach me teach me because we found it a lot in 2020 Ooh, and after george floyd like <laughs> uh-huh people are still like teach me teach me it's not my job it's not my job it's not my job to teach you yeah it's crazy because like i was texting i'm on the dating scene <laughs> we out there out here out here. I wouldn't say out here. It's just out. <laughs> <We're> just out <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. That's it. Uh, that's it. And so, but I, I, because the person I was talking to was white, and I, I, I was just like, "Have you been with many black guys?" <laughs> I just, I just said it like as it is, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, no, no, no." I was like, "Okay, cool," because I was like, "I haven't got time to be." And they were like, "Why'd you ask?" Because like, because I haven't got time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just basically said, "I haven't got time." to do the whole ugh, I haven't got time I need you to know I just need you to know because I haven't got the energy to do that you know what I mean no you have to like you have to do it all the time I'm so sorry to interrupt um but like if I am dating a non-black person a white man <laughs> I am very that's the thing it's not even just the white men like as well <laughs> I love like, the hate in white <laughs> even though even like other men of color like yeah. Asians like men as well like you have to teach them even though they do culturally get certain things because the cultures are quite similar and the experience of being a person of color in where you are marginalized by the majority of white people in this country yeah even then sometimes they don't fully get no things like i remember i was seeing someone and they were like oh i want to see you on this day and i said i can't because i'm doing my hair and they said, oh, see me afterwards. And I said, <laughs> sir, do you not understand that me doing my hair? I feel like that's a very, 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 very nuance, nuance, nuance thing. Me doing my hair is like a full day thing. 
it's a full day thing. Sometimes do you too. not understand that? Sometimes, Sometimes too. too. You're and then on the second uh-huh. day you're doing the braids or whatever style you've got. And also, like, <laughs> obviously people cannot see me right now, but like, I am wearing a bonnet. I can't be waking up in the morning and you'd be like, oh, your chef hat. Huh? <gasps> My chef hat. Not, not your beret. <laughs> me with a beret. Sarah not in Paris. A, not you being Emily in Paris. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. <laughs> Mon ami? Like, no, I can't. I really, I cannot be, no, I can't be explaining every little thing. But then in the same breath that I say that, mm-hmm. the white people have really been surprising me recently because we tell me that. why, tell me why I was having a conversation with this man, <laughs> white man, white, white man, oh, and white he's man. asking me about wigs and he's, he's saying okay. all the terminology correct. And I said, okay. This man definitely had a black girlfriend at one <laughs> Definitely. This is like, oh, so like, do you? And I was like, wow, he's been real inner though. He said, I've been educated in the school. Said, like, also, excuse me, you cannot be embarrassing me. Oh my like, gosh. Me, I am a Negro and you are though. trying to out Negro me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. What he's got, he knows technique, you know, he knows how to lay down the. <laughs> okay, that's a bit too far. Saying bro. all this different stuff. Being like, oh, I really like this. Da, da, da. I said, yeah. I said, oh, maybe as the black community, as much as like I don't want to educate you, like maybe, maybe let's cap what you know. You know what? No, I feel like because I have to gate. We have to gates keep something. We have to gate keep something. You cannot be appropriating. Like what was it the other day? Like Jeff Bezos and Amazon and like the whole like he's gonna be like the braids. What? Like they're gonna be able to do braids or something like that. No, like Amazon is gonna open Amazon. like a hair salon, and like oh. the aunties oh. are suffering out here. The hair braiders, Instagram oh. girlies, they are yeah, suffering out here. You're suffering. telling me that I can go to Amazon and get my braids done for forty five when what? auntie is charging me ninety? Wow, auntie's gonna have to get that me a is discount. appropriation. Customer service. <laughs> Customer service is gonna be on point. Has to be on point unless they hire the aunties. Like I'm sorry, no, it can it could never be. That's why I'm saying, as much as I'm like educate yourself, you know, do the work yourself. We need to cap it at a certain <laughs> point to not allow our culture she to said, be appropriated. She said, "Don't take protect the vibranium." The vibranium. <laughs> protect. She said, "You can." I. She said, "Protect the vibranium at all cost." At oh, all cost. Gosh. I'm sorry. Oh gosh! You can't oh. know all the secrets. Not all of them. Some of them we keep to ourselves. The white man said, "I'm going. I'm going to be a PhD in black in blackness." <laughs> he said, "You got the got to be glue." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> wow, he's he's well versed. I'll give. Him I that. was bamboozled, hoodwinked, <laughs> hoodwinked, sham. <laughs> I was shocked. Shocked. I said, Could please we? stop talking at this moment. Like, wow. please stop. Because you're saying too much and now I can't keep up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm not a wig girly. So when you're asking okay. all this different stuff and I'm not a wig girly, but I'm still black, I was like, hold on, wait. Are you trying <laughs> to fight me right now? <laughs> I, are you said, trying I'm to take me? your black card and what? <laughs> Snatch it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's terrible. In a good way. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think, you know what's interesting, right? I think, like, Oh, I have a question. Oh, yes, yes. Are yes, you yes. dating and dating often? I'm going to say this off the record. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I am, off the record. I am 
I am. And with that, that's been a great episode. Yeah. Of okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, <it's fine. laughs> I won't be invited back, will I? You will not be coming <laughs> back ever again. <laughs> Thank you for asking personal questions. <laughs> I won't be coming again. Let's wrap up the actual episode, shall we? Yes. And we're, This has and not we're back. been anything that we had just Fine. said that we were going to discuss. No. But you will be back because I have a whole yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back. I will be Tender back. will be back. will be um, back. I don't know. Tatenda, do you want to summarize everything that we said? Okay, obviously not the part that I said, but... Okay, yeah, I can. So, yeah, no, I feel like with everything that we've talked about, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, wait, can I just say, okay. get, you, get yourself some male friends, because the way that Tatenda really told me I'm the problem, <laughs> it was like, you are the problem as an ass. We had a little interlude where I cussed her out for a good 35 he minutes. Cussed me out. I'm like, yo, please. But you know what's so Keep funny? My it's, edges. Something, it's something that I, I, I was going to say when we we're talking about like the whole friends dissipating before I think like we need to wrap up and stuff. I like one thing that you know how you said you you always back the friend, you back your friend that's in a relationship. I'm always the one to back the guy, usually like with all my friends who are women. I back the guy hundred percent. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, I know you're crazy. You're my friend, so I know the levels of crazy. I know the way you think half the time. I know the way you, like, the way you process things. And by the time it's coming to me and you're regurgitating the stress and the worries and the pains, da 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 I'm like, but you haven't really given this person time to breathe. Does that make sense? Like, a perfect example is, like, my auntie would go on a first date and then, like, within two days, she's going to tell her friends about, and they're giving her advice. And I'm like, but you don't even know if you really like this person. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I think when it comes to, but I think for me in terms of like going back to the whole like male friends thing and stuff, I think like I want to have a more holistic approach and look towards life and relationship if it comes along the way, only because it's interesting. I went to my guy friends for advice. I say guy friends, one of my guy friends and then my brother. Mm-hmm. for like affirmation as to whether I should d- start dating or not mm-hmm. after my breakup I'd like in my head I had set out to like date for uh, no to not date heal and like respect you know what I mean like like deep what you've just been through what you've gone through what yeah. they've gone through like yeah. the reasons you broke up da, 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 all this kind of stuff and then coming out of it and I just remember thinking like I think it was like six months down the line and I've in a weird way I was like Am I ready? Sorry, all the songs are coming out. All the songs. Am I ready to be loved? Anyway, um, so I thought about, it and then I was like, oh no! In my head, I was like, I've always said like, oh, I say in that, in that particular post breakup, I was kind of like, I'm gonna wait the amount of time that was in the relationship before I even consider that, and that at that time it was eight months. So I was just like, oh, and then like, so I was like, but it was like six months heading towards the eight month mark right mm-hmm. and then I was just like and I was just like I don't know I just feel like maybe I want to get I, I don't know I don't know if it was a part of a healing like shedding the old skin you know getting back in there like don't fall off the horse so badly that you never get back on kind of thing yeah um and then I asked my guy friends I was like is it too early to be like no I was like really and in my head I was like I and it's mad I I and I actually think it's funny now I'm thinking about it it was definitely the feminine sensibilities and like how I how interesting because I was talking about a therapist about this but like how like 
my sisters would be in the situation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They would mourn eight months and more. I have friends who mourned too many years. We've lost too many years. <laughs> too many years mourning mm-hmm. the same guy. And I thought I had to do that out of respect, not because I was honoring myself and where I'm at emotionally and I'm at, mm. if I'm at the capacity to. Mm-hmm. So I think it was really, really important for me to have those like perspective. And like both of the guys were in the moment it came out of my mouth, they were like, what are you talking about? Like they cussed me, they were like, shut up, what are you talking about? Just if you feel it like you can, just go for it, fam. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. oh, right. I don't have to ruminate in this. Yeah. Yeah. And if this is part of the process, it doesn't mean like I'm fully over it. And I I wasn't. And I realized as I like dated and stepped and just even swiped left and swiped right, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, oh gosh, this is you know what I mean, it's a bit turbulent. And I think I can only say maybe like at the end of the year, I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'm really like in a point where I'm like, I'm okay. Mm, mm-hmm. I say that with like, there's nuances with that, you know what I mean? There's still yeah. a lot to unpack with life yeah. coming. So yeah, I think like, there's been a lot that we've talked about, like relationships, friendships, what they mean. And I think mm. like, the power of a friendship is so integral. And mm. I think, you know what I mean? Like I think the yeah. power of a friendship and like what it represents and communication in those friendships and community, I just, I'm very grateful for where I'm at. I know there's a long way to go. Um, but I'm excited to see, I'm turning 25 soon. So I'm excited to see where, I know, turn up, 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 turn up. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm at this really interesting place where I'm like, this is maturity now. Like, I know I'm not an old man and like 50 year olds who look at me like, babes, relax. But like, I feel like I'm in this weird, like turning of a tide of maturity that things that like held me back before, like how I made friends or what I thought I could only be friends with or, mm. or, friends that came naturally to me I'm learning to grow out of that if that makes sense Mm. and being kinder to myself in the process and to my friends when they don't communicate well and when I'm not communicating well as well but yeah it's just yeah I think it's it's a good time it's a good time to be alive at this point in our life yeah yeah well I have definitely learned so much from you maybe a little bit too much um in the Extracted she's parts. atting me for the she's atting me for the 35 minutes i did i dissed her but okay you really said you are the problem how <laughs> dare you you're flags. supposed to be my friend on my team <laughs> but you know what i realized i am the red flag and yeah. i'm literally wearing a red hoodie. a red yeah, yeah, yeah. who would have thought it's giving it's, it's giving, giving. <laughs> i'm playing the part very well i'm it's playing giving, the I, part i understood the assignment very well <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, oh. this is not what we actually planned to talk about, but I'm glad that we did because yeah. it was definitely very, very needed. But thank you so much, Tatenda, for being on this episode. <laughs> if you could see Tatenda's face right now. If you could see his face right now. I don't know why I came on crud though. I just I just chose violence. I was like, chose see violence. It. It's supposed to come on a nice little episode with my friend Tatenda. Uh, I don't even know if I want you back. <laughs> we might have to blacklist him. I'm not coming for him. the panel show. Guys, I might have to make my own po- uh, to podcast show <laughs> just to be invited back. And I will not be supporting. No. Oh my gosh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't understand if it's me dragging everyone <laughs> for the, like 35 minutes. But yeah. But the thing is, is that I invited you on because I thought you were going to drag other people, not me. Because what we had planned to talk about, I was like, oh, he's going to drag the people today. This is going to be such great content. And then you came and dragged me. 
She was like, it's clickbait. I can't wait. And then wait. you came and said, hey, Sarah, you're the problem. And then you came and pointed out and said, hey, you're the red flag. Oh. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've got things to work on. That's my takeaway from this episode. I'm sure Sarah in the outro will say a lot more and more eloquently. But right now I'm in the aftermath. I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm in a bit of denial too from some of the things you said. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, and oh. I will say this through gritted teeth. Thank you for being on this episode. Thank you for being open and honest and sharing your wisdom with the audience. Thank you for having me. I've loved every <laughs> single moment of it. My cheeks hurt, but I'm so thankful to be on here. Panel, you know I'm there if you bring me onto the panel show. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very acquainted with snatching edges, so <gasps> I enjoyed that. <laughs> but yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Um, so it's been a few days since I recorded the initial interview with Tatenda and I am definitely in less shock than I was when we were recording. Um, but in all honesty, I really enjoyed this episode. Believe it or not, I know towards the end it seemed like I was not enjoying it, but I really did enjoy this conversation with Tatenda. It was filled with, you know, light moments of laughter and joy, so many musical outbursts, but also truths, hard truths, hard, I think more for me than it was for Tatenda, um, hard truths, vulnerability, but it was beautiful. Um, in terms of my takeaways, I definitely think just holistically listening back to the whole interview, listening back to the whole conversation, I think that Tatenda gives me a lot of perspective and things to really think about when it comes to my friendships and how I act and navigate those friendships. How do I communicate? How do I respond to situations that may arise? And it also made me reflect on how petty I am as a person. He definitely, he definitely also gave me a lot to think about when it comes to dating and my dating life. Um, yes, of course, I had to extract the dragging because it was 35 minutes long and it was way too personal and way too detailed. And I want to be able to respect people's privacy and also respect my own privacy. Can't be airing out my dirty laundry like that. Um, but yeah, in the aftermath of it, in retrospection, looking back and listening back to what Tatenda said to me and how he gave me perspective on certain things. Everything he said holds true. And if anything, him constantly reminding me that I am the problem just reminds me that, you know, I am a dickhead in recovery, as Kalechi Okafor loves to say. I am a dickhead in recovery. I still have work to do on myself. On myself. But... As I say to other people, I will also say to myself in that even though I'm a dickhead in recovery, I'm still going to extend myself grace. I'm not always going to have everything perfect. Nobody is. And so why should I give room and space for and grace to other people and not extend it to myself? 
So I think in the days after the interview, I've really been journaling and having a lot of introspective conversations with myself. Um, But yeah, I think this conversation was definitely very needed and very timely. Um, And I'm thankful that it happened. I'm thankful for the whole conversation. I'm thankful for the spontaneity of it because as we briefly say in the episode, we had not actually planned to talk about the things that we do in that episode. We had planned something else. I had so many questions that I wanted to ask Tatenda and that didn't happen. We just hit record, started talking and it just flowed from there. And I love that. I love that for us. And even though it ended with Tatenda dragging me, it's fine because you know why? You know why? Because it was done with love. And I appreciate that, Tatenda. I really do. Tatenda, I know you're listening to this. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, thank you for being truthful. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your perspective with us and also with me. Um, I appreciate you, friend. I appreciate you. So, what are your takeaways from this episode? And what would you do if your friend wanted to end your friendship because their partner didn't like you? Let me know. And you can let me know by following Miss Educate on social media. The information will be in the description box below. Additionally, so will the Miss Educate blog where you can now listen to these episodes along with a few additional notes from yours truly. And while you're there, don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so that you don't miss out on new posts. Lastly, continue to watch, read, listen, educate, and then re-educate yourselves. Make sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this podcast with a friend and tune in next time for another discussion on the Miseducate podcast. Bye! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 